vacation in the summer sun Getting lots of action, having lots of fun Hot jeez, Max. Hot jeez. All right, so you want to know how bad this movie is? I'll give you some facts about this movie that will okay. make you laugh. The only redeeming quality of this movie is it revitalized bowling in the United States. Similar to pumping iron with Arnie, yeah. what he did for gyms. Yeah. There's a quote from Maxwell. I think I'm saying his last name is Caulfield. Caulfield? I don't know. In the movie, he plays Michael, the lead male. And this was his quote. Before Grease 2 came out, I was being hailed as the next Richard Greer or John Travolta. However, when Grease 2 flopped, nobody would touch me. It felt like a bucket of cold water had been thrown in my face. It took me 10 years to get over Grease 2. <laughs> in addition to that, I guess he and Michelle Pfeiffer hated each other, which explains why there was no chemistry. Yep. Uh, it cost $15 million to make. It made 11 For scale, the original Grease made $130 million versus the plop of 15 million <laughs> yeah, on 11 happen. to make it's bad it's yep. a really bad movie yep welcome to buzz in the tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s prepare to be stuffed in our delorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever hey mo we better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads where well, we're going we don't need roads So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, today we talk about the worst things in life. What is worst in life? You know what I'll tell you is not that bad at all. In fact, quite the opposite. Pretty darn good. Sonic Loans. Yes. The rate has hiked. Everybody sees it creeping up to that 5, 6, 7% mark. And the only way to fight against that is to get a hold of Sonic Loans. They are going to make sure you get into the most competitive rate. You're going to work with Sonic. They're going to make sure that you don't feel the pain that the rest of the United States is feeling right now with these rates hiking up. They're going to cut their margin as best they can, pass the savings on to you, the customer, and they're going to make what otherwise is a fairly difficult process feel smooth and easy as ice. Reach out to Sonic <laughs> Loans, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and start your loan process immediately so you can get into your dream home or refinance that nasty mortgage that you're sitting on right now. NMLS number 195. Five five eight five five. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com and for a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. If you're going to take me to court for my tastes in film, I'm going to lose. Do you think so? I really do because I love everything. Yeah. I at least have good taste in one thing and that's my attorney. Bolton Legal Group, aggressive, efficient. They're going to go into court with you. They're going to protect you from yourself and that's the type of protection that two guys like you and I need is protection from ourselves. Absolutely. So Bolton Legal Group, they're, they're going to get in there. If it's bird law, they're going to deal with it. If it's real estate law, Ian and the team are going to make sure they win your case. And it's not just about winning the case, although that's the goal, but they're also going to no, make it. No, it's about winning the case. It's also about the process. You're not ah, going to feel give bad. Give me a victory. It's you, because the problems you have require immediate assistance. But they are definitely there to support you, to help you, to make sure that you have a wonderful experience and win the case. Reach out to Bolton Legal Group, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and get ready to win your case. Today's episode, Top 5 Worst 80s Movies. When your spirit animal is a trash panda, it's hard to imagine not liking any type of rotting food that you find. In fact, I've been quoted as saying the following, Caddyshack 2 isn't that bad of a movie. I love all the Police Academy films. Gwildor aside, Dolph Lundgren does a decent job as He-Man in Masters of the Universe. And Max, well, we all know he has no taste at all. But deep within the hollowed halls of our 80s film library, there exist some movies we simply can't stand. A movie or two that would make a billy goat puke. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll list our five least favorite films from the 1980s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray to my primate parfait, Max Sanders. And with that, let's take out the trash. What the hell is a primate parfait? Do you remember what one of my least favorite scenes in any movie is? Oh, it's Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, the monkey, mo- the monkey brain. So it's called primate parfait. It's a real thing. It's chilled. It's served. It's like a cuisine, but the term is actually primate parfait. Is there yogurt parfait. in there? Because <laughs> granola? Fruit? Is this yogurt? <laughs> Fruit at the bottom? No, it's foul. I'm a little offended that you say I have less taste than you. I'm more of a movie snob than you are. Yeah, but you also like things that are really, really out there and weird. Today, yeah, but, today will be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not going to pass any judgment because I have no idea what to expect from you today. So, Max, welcome to the show. Yeah. 101, episode 101. 101 Dalmatians. Guess, I think, guess what I'm dressing as for Halloween. Oh, dear God. What, a Dalmatian? Cruella DeVille? No, she's going to be Cruella. You should be Cruella. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. Get you nice and drag. <laughs> I'm going to be a puppy. You are a puppy. Your weird costume aside, before I go any further, I got a list of people I want to thank. Okay. Uh, we had our 100th episode, and it was really kind of cool, aside from doing the episode, having a bunch of our old school fans reach out to us. Instagram, Facebook, message us, Patreon, a couple things uh, here and there and everywhere. But it was really nice to see all the love. So I want to spread that love by letting you know, Max, in case you missed it. The following studs reached out and said, thank, thank you. you. Tony Huddleston Jr., Steve Joyce, Karen at Film Dorable, Deidre Humphrey, who I love. I love seeing messages from her. It's the best. Totally Awesome 80s, Sean Lang, Travolta. <laughs> this is a good one. I always screwed Travolta <laughs> Trekkie 96, but I cut the middle out because it's such a long handle. No, he switched it. Oh, he did? Yeah. Say Tra- it. Travolta, <laughs> Russell, Jedi, Trekkie, 90, 1996. Infinite, J-Rock, Libby, a.k.a. Voluptuous Cannibal, X-Bone Daddy 13, Paul Cavanaugh, Remo Hunt, and Edwin Pratt, who reached out to us on our Patreon, where you can find us at patreon.com slash Tower. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. That was Seriously. very kind. Made yeah. made my whole week. Max is a constant drag on my life. And so when I see these nice messages. No, I'm not. A little bit. 
little bit. I'm a ray of sunshine. I'm like you your are. I don't. I don't like engaged Max. It kind of. I find it annoying. You're a little bit cheerier than usual, and I don't feel as Emma, good about I'm taking you down a peg. In general, eh, maybe. So, welcome to the show. If you've never been here before, I'll start off the way I always do, which is reminding you to please go to your preferred podcast player. The three P's: preferred podcast player. Try saying that. Preferred podcast platypus. There you go. Go to your platypus and make sure that you follow <laughs> or subscribe to Buzz in the Tower. Uh, you can do that by checking the box. You can also leave us a review. Which yeah, we, we got twenty four hundred. We got twenty four hundred reviews That's on awesome. Apple Podcasts. That's awesome. With an average rating of five stars, I believe. Oh yeah. Well, it's like I think it's four point nine. We'll call it five max. We yeah, round, yeah. we round up at Buzz in the Tower. Well, I think I mean no one perfect. No, we are though. Oh, we'll find those people that left us less than five. <laughs> you have. I've tried. You've, you've snapshot. Did find who is one this guy? Two. I'll find him. I'll find them all. They'll pay. <laughs> when we're rich and famous, is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> no, but speaking of burner it's, Twitter accounts. Speak, and <laughs> speaking of, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I just watched the episode where they had to squash all their meat, uh, all their beef. Squash all their beef. Squash yeah. their meat. <laughs> squash their beef. Didn't they bring squash and beef? Yeah, and, like, the Charlie. Charlie was. What are you cooking? Squashing beef. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, D had the plate. She's yeah. like, we're going to clean the slate. Yeah. And then Bury the hatchet. hatchet. Yeah. yeah, it was great. But the whole episode's great because they had like a peace treaty and they're yeah. like forcing people to like them. I'm yeah. like, this is literally me if I found anyone who left us a bad review. Except I wouldn't be as nice. So we, I've lost my train of thought. What the hell were we talking about? At buzzinthetower.com. Yeah, Follow go. us on social media. <laughs> we're on everything. The talk, the gram, yeah. the book. <laughs> Check us out. Follow us. The chat. Interact with us. Max is waiting patiently to hear what you have to say and respond. He's mostly stud. on Instagram. You're good. You're good. No, yeah. TikTok too. Yeah. Sure. And Facebook. all of them. Don't say mostly. It's the easy. They come out at night, Max. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. No. No aliens. <laughs> all the darkness comes at night, yeah. Max. <laughs> Today's episode is exciting because I think there are a few episodes that have posed a challenge for you and I for different reasons, right? Like when I did defend, I did defend my love for the Goonies. That was a challenge for me. It made me do a lot of like soul searching. This one is unique because we're not making a list of the commercially five worst films. We're taking like you and I collectively have watched hundreds of eighties movies in the last two years. Me prior to that. But I mean, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the last two, we're in the what's your number? Are we in the thousands? Is that, I'm, is that I'm at four fifty eight in the last couple of years. I've got to be at a thousand movies yeah. through my lifetime. Yeah. But I'm I, saying yeah. collectively. Yeah, yeah. I would say so between the two of us, we've seen thousands yeah. of films from the eighties. It's very interesting. If anyone wants to take the test, get a letterbox and see your movies from a decade and mark them off. Yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised how much less it is than you would think. Like, right. I've seen thousands. And right. then you're like, like remember in the office when Dwight's like I've seen 248 movies and yeah. like he's like bragging yeah. and you're like that's stupid and yeah. then you look and you're like I haven't seen that many right yeah, no yeah. no I totally agree yeah. so the episode today is I've got a list you've got a list we sent it to a third party to make sure we have no duplicates which is wild I have no idea what's on your list you have no idea what's on mine we I'm, hate different things we do I hate you you hate yourself hate, that's the only thing we agree. I hate America <laughs> Jesus man no I don't I love America, America. <laughs> I found this difficult because and maybe your reasons be different but for me i'm a trash panda i mean if we were going to rename buzz in the tower we would name it trash pandas yeah. and it's about two guys that love to eat garbage <laughs> and we have made passionate cases for movies the likes of weekend at bernie's yeah uh masters of the universe teen wolf 2 teen wolf oh easy buddy what easy. oh did i step on something sorry oh boy oh boy superman 4 quest for peace superman 4 quest of jaws 4 the yeah. revenge i love that movie. i love that movie yeah. so we've made cases for movies that have been panned as terrible i mean yeah. you know siskel and ebert give it like six bums down so it's like the room thing it's like what can you find enjoyable even though it's a bad movie like right. we always find that silver lining we, and so i think that's hard. our personality we're yeah. positive people so this is difficult you're right this is kind of a it goes against grain because we're usually positive peats right about I, our movies not I, about each other i felt like with you getting engaged and us celebrating our 100th anniversary 
anniversary, our 100th anniversary. <laughs> that feels, so. feels like I've been married to you for 100 years. <laughs> our 100th episode. I thought, like, let's dive into what we think is crap. Yep. And that's exactly what this episode is. I picked five movies that I, I really don't like them. Now, to be fair and give it some scale, the movie I hate more than any movie I've ever seen in my entire life, you know. What is my Coming to America 2. Coming to America 2 is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. None of these movies are that. Some of them are close. And I think that's a good sign. There's nothing from the 80s that I've ever watched where I'm like, oh, God. Like, I've, I've watched these movies. If these movies on my list are on TV, uh, that's not true. I don't know if I'd watch them. They're really bad. I hate these movies so much. All right. I'm going to shut up for a second. We're going to go back and forth. I think try to put these in order of the five from the one you hate the least of the five, finishing with the one you hate the most. Spoiler alert, Max. For me, it's Howard the Duck. That'll be the last movie I talk about. I hate that movie more than any movie. Is it really movies. hate yeah. versus hate me? It, okay. Hate it. Wow. Watching it is painful for me. It's, it's Did you watch it for this? No, I did not. I, I, had to, I had to watch it for your stupid episode about Howard the Duck, and I didn't want to watch it again. Okay. It was, to me, the reason I hated it so much, I, I keep, why am I going to do no, this No, no, right no, do it later. We'll do it later. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Would you like to start? Sure. Okay. Why don't you start, and I'll listen. Okay, so a little preface. I'll admit this one is actually the, probably the best out of these five movies. It just, for me watching it, it made me want to break my TV screen and take a shower, Ace Ventura, Einhorn's a Man style. Really? Yeah. So, it's Hellraiser 2. Really? Because I freaking hate gore. Like, it's disgusting but, I mean, and vile. But, all, right, all right, I can't. So, I can't. So yeah, I'm not going to. There, on, go there are people out there, like, who, when they see this stuff, feel viscerally sick and, like, don't. I'll be walking through my day. I'll be taking the girls for a walk and I'll be like, oh, maggot scarring. And, you know, just get and it gets you the gaggies. Yeah. <laughs> the gaggies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know it's a good movie in, in horror lore, but it's too much for me. It's an hour and a half long and it felt like it was four hours. <laughs> No, seriously, like I was like, oh, cool, a tight hour thirty-eight. I'll get through this in no time. Yeah, yeah. The last half hour felt like nineteen years. Oh man, <laughs> it's so gross. That's you know, I I'll be curious to see if your list is made up of primarily horror films. Nope. Okay, no, no, no. Right. this is just this one just did it for you. Yeah, you the, just you hate this movie. So I mean, in this movie, Doctor Chenard is sent a new patient, Christy, from the first movie, and he's trying to get a portal to hell. And he's like testing all these people who have seen the uh, pleasure box before. Mm, and <laughs> Tell me of the pleasures. Sometimes the line between is blurred. Yeah. And it's like his investigation into it and what he turns into with the suction thing on his head. Oh, yeah. It's horrifying. And like the tentacles and like fingers come out of the yeah. tentacles. I didn't see that before. Yeah. And his eyes and stuff. And like. But you like the thing. And the thing is very gory and gross. And yeah, but it's like claymation it's an alien it's not heaven and hell when it comes to religious stuff and like when you have a symbol of like leviathan that's god yeah there's something in your head where you're like this kind of is what the bible is a little bit you know what i mean like there's like weird stuff like that so you're having an existential crisis you're thinking maybe subconsciously i don't know i'm trying to think like why i like the thing and not this but here's the question i have and and again i'm not challenging you because like you like what you like i mean we're, we're built the way we are but you can you can at least objectively pull back and can you look at it and say it's a good film but i just don't like it because i'm grossed out by this or do you look at it and say this is a garbage is it so hard for you to even enjoy this movie that you can't even identify it as being a good film. Well, I think the acting is garbage because it's the same people from the first one. Then I accept your answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I'm worried that like, so like, uh, this is a totally ridiculous example. Yep. It's really hard for me to watch Schindler's List. 
Like I, I just yeah, get, I get, that. I get, I get like, that. I, I, the remember the older gentleman who gets killed. Yep. He, I, he looks exactly like my grandfather. Oh God. Like yeah. I have a very difficult time now. I, if you gave me the option to watch that movie, I, I wouldn't watch it if it was on TV. I don't like watching it, but I objectively can tell you it's one of the most important and beautiful pieces of film ever put together. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't make a hard to watch list. Is okay. that, that's what you're oh, thinking. Oh, that might be an interesting one to do though. No, but yeah. you're saying flat out, this is just a crap movie for you. You don't like it. Yeah. And it, I don't know the Cenobites as people too. Like, yeah. One of them, when they get the chatterer, turns into a kid. Yeah, that made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. What that kid do? I don't know. Was that kid it's, like just know. found the box? Like I what's guess, going on? Right? No lips, McGee. <laughs> Apparently, so uh, <laughs> I did find out a really. One day you're gonna be sleeping. I'm gonna come up next to you and just think. <laughs> I hope I don't sleep anywhere near you. <laughs> you got a, you got a bachelor party coming up, yeah, and I'm thinking true. if I have any hand in that, we're gonna do a Hellraiser <laughs> theme. Dude, you know who called you this morning who? at uh, six o'clock in the morning Cox? his time, eight o'clock in the morning my time. Who? Well, just give me a time zone, and we're Sal? talking about bachelor parties. Sal? No, Darren. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> we were talking about your bachelor party. He's gonna make <laughs> small people, small homeless people chase me. Huzzah! He's paid homeless people to chase me. I, well, that's this is Darren. I don't like that. He's he's waiting for his invite on the show. I said <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know that we're ready to have you on the show yet. I'm sorry. Continue, continue. And I just have one. Also, the horn that the Leviathan makes yeah. really creepy. Yeah, I guess yeah. that was Morse code for God. The mm, sound. All right. And this is the most random fact I've ever heard. This film holds the record for the most time two characters repeat each other's names. Oh, it's tied with Titanic. Really, <laughs> Christy and uh, Tiffany. Yeah, because they're just screaming at each other yeah. the whole time. Christy, look out! <laughs> I don't like. I this. don't like. <laughs> and I guess Julia was supposed to be the queen of hell in the end of the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. how the book was. Okay. But everyone likes Pinhead. So sure. That's oh, everybody cool. loves Pinhead. Just, I wish people could see your face as you, even you're talking about it. Like your your brow is so risen. So there's no positivity. There's no... <laughs> what? It's just funny the way you said that. It's true. There's no positivity. There's no... It's a, it's a toxic work environment. Yeah. People don't seem very happy. There's no clever dialogue. All right. It's yeah. yours. Yeah. There you go. There's your first one. Yeah. Skinless people. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder on my first one, Max. Uh, Teen Wolf 2. Uh, sorry about that. It's okay. I have a love-hate relationship with this movie, and we've had other episodes where I've talked about how, is it really that bad? I think yeah. we did. Didn't we do like worst movie sequels ever, or am I yeah, mistaken? Yeah, we did. I think this made it on that it list. Okay. 100%. Here's why, as I get older, this movie is worse and worse. It festers. It bothers me. <laughs> first of all. I love Jason Bateman. Yeah, I was going to say. This is his film debut, and this movie came out in 1987. He was huge on TV prior to this. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. But this was his debut, and if you, he was on Howard Stern talking about Teen Wolf 2, yeah. and I think that did it. That cinched it for me when he was just like so sad and like, I mean, this is a guy who just is so talented, infinitely yeah, Ozark, successful. Yeah. yeah, Arrested Development. And watching him talk about Teen Wolf 2, it's like he's talking about like uh, like getting over cancer like that he had when he was younger. I think he blames his handlers for pushing him into this. Well, it's kind of interesting. He never ended up being like, a main lead Michael J. Fox hero anymore. He kind of was like the snivelly side guy always. I mean, this movie, right? This, yeah, this movie had a budget of three million and it took in eight million, which is why wouldn't they pay more for that if it was such a big hit? Well, yeah. remember, you got to remember when they did it with Michael J. Fox. I think it had like a half a million dollars. One million dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing. No, and, no, but like usually with a big iconic movie, if you, you put, get the same guy, this is his first feature film. I guess Hollywood's not now what it was. You know, even I mean? even doing it now, they yeah. would never do. Th- who was the name that carried this movie? It was Boof. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I guess Alyssa Milano was in line for a Teen Wolf three, the female version which I thought could have been oh, really God. cool, but whatever. No. I mean, there's. I don't mind when people regurgitate the exact same film as yeah. the first one. I can live with that, right? So Teen Wolf 1, you know, Scott Howard finds about his talent, 
He's a, he's a dork. Talent. Talent, yeah, yeah. He's like a dorky kid who, of course, like wants the girl he can't get, ignores the girl he can get, and turns into a wolf and ends up being a great basketball player. Was that player. your high school career? It sounds <laughs> pretty like much. If I hadn't turned into a wolf, it was pretty much my high school career. Hey, you went through puberty really young. Really young, yeah. Poor, my poor Nine son. Nine years I old. I feel like he's going through right now, too. So, um, But in Teen Wolf 2, it's the same thing, except all of the parts of Teen Wolf 1 that are lovable are gone. Bateman's terrible in this movie. He's not, I mean, that's the thing too, is like all the things I love about Jason Bateman, the sarcasm, the dry wit, the humor, none of it is in this. This is him being like, oh shucks, I'm Michael J. Fox. Yeah. You know, this is heavy and he can't pull it off. He's Scott Howard's cousin, right? Right. It's boxing, which I like, okay. Yeah, really random. Uh, super random. It's not, I mean. Well, my, boxing was big in the 80s. I know, yeah. but. Uh, what would you have rather seen? Water polo? I, I don't, anything. Croquet? <laughs> anything. I almost said crochet, but I meant croquet. Like styles and and like. It's all, not the same style. It's not. It, and it's, it, I think the, the styles they had was like his boners to bone from uh, yep. growing pains. Yep. And like, he's awful in this and and like the fact that his science teacher is also a werewolf there's just so much of this that bothers me and then they don't they get scott howard's dad and he comes back and he's a great actor yeah and 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 the principal it's so regurgitated it's the same damn movie and they don't do it as well and and like it, it bothers me because okay. it could because it could have been great. I mean, they really could have taken it up a notch too, right? Yeah. They also could have dump trucked money in front of Michael J. Fox. Although I heard the reason he didn't want to do it because he just didn't want to sit in wardrobe and have that stuff put on him. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I wouldn't want to. Uh, but yeah, so that's my first pick. Yeah, I know you're a little surprised. I am. I know. That's why I said like it because movie. it was on your uh, sequel one. I know. Yeah. God bless America. I like the little Bakhti montage though. Yeah, it's like you you enjoy a good montage. Yeah. All right. What do you got next, Max? This movie disappointed me really badly. Because it had all the elements and it crashed and burned. And America agreed. Bright Lights, Big City. I've never seen Bright Lights, Big City. Oh, don't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to because I feel like we have different enough uh, tastes that I might like it. Tell me what it's about. So 1988, a disillusioned young writer living in New York turns to drugs and drinking to block out the memories of his dead mother and estranged wife. And it's Michael J. Fox, Phoebe Cates, Diane Weist, Kiefer Sutherland in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. A, that's a that's a murderer's row of, of lineup. That's I mean, you just named four of my favorite actors and actresses from the 80s. Oh, wait. And there's the uh, God. What's his name? The I don't know, look it up. No, you the, got the computer in front no, of you. The the old dad from uh, Parenthood. The old dad. And James new dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he's a good actor. He is. He's yeah. really good. So Michael J. Fox is meant to play the cool guy. You're yeah, supposed to go to a movie. I'm going to have fun with you. Sure. Yeah. So this is not that. Oh. <laughs> so this is one of those. It's adapted from a book. It's one of those. What does it all mean? I'm drowning in sorrow. What was the movie with him and Joan Jett? He crushed that. I, I thought he was great in that. Yeah, that, that sounds fun, though. He's a rock star. Yeah, but he was like the... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. This movie, it doesn't have a happy ending. Spoiler. Right. Sorry. Right. But I mean... And Phoebe Cates is supposed to be this nice, endearing, lovable girl next door in every movie I see. Yeah. And in this one, she's the ex who laughs at her old flame. You know what I mean? Uh, like, And she's supposed to be a fashion model and kind of above it all. And that's not what Phoebe Kate's about. No, she's totally girl next door. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I couldn't buy into that. And Kiefer Sutherland's like the like friend you're not sure if you should trust or not. Yeah. Kiefer needs to just be evil. Yeah. That's just how he is. Yeah. Stand by me, Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah. Just give me filth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like everyone's miscast. And Diane we- and he treats his mom, Diane Weiss is dying of cancer, and he doesn't like know how to kind of digest it. Yeah. And he's treating her pretty crappily and he like won't acknowledge his younger brother who's going through the stuff okay it's one of those movies like god if it it was like marvin's room it'd be good you know what i mean like yeah yeah. the actors leaned into it everyone's miscast okay yeah i I accept your answer i've never seen it so i can't argue with you yeah and uh the director like i like his other stuff he did perfect in urban cowboy i don't know why he went so depressive urban cowboy is kind of (laughs) depressive 
Uh, yeah, but, but alcoholism, the, spousal yeah. abuse. Perfect is not. Yeah, no, perfect is not. Perfect is perfect. Oh, Can we do Jesus. a perfect episode? No, <laughs> please. No leotards and Travolta. No, <sighs> no. Speaking of Travolta, are you ready for my next one? Don't you pick Travolta? Uh, I'm not picking Travolta, but he's tied to my next one. Grease mm-hmm. two. Okay. Yep. The greasing. <laughs> Where everyone's 98 years old. It's not even that. So <laughs> Patri- <laughs> Pat- Patricia Patricia Birch directed the Virginal Grease yeah. and then this one as well. It had all of the makings of what could have been great. Now, I admit fully that part of the reason that I hate Grease 2 is because how much I love Grease 1. The first Grease to me is, I mean, again, it was 78 or Sandy. 79. Yeah. Huh, Sandy. <laughs> it's walking. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. I mean, there's a lot of like. Did in, you get very far? Yeah, now? there's a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> Did she put up a fight? I'm like, no, that doesn't work anymore. No. Not so much. I love the first Grease. Yeah. Totally totally unrelated to this. Uh, When I was a kid, I was over at Guy's house and he took the Grease VHS VHS tape and we watched it 24 straight hours on repeat for some reason. That's weird. I don't know why. Well, you know how weird he is. I'm probably like 11 or 12, maybe 13. The word word Grease coming out of your mouth is like very, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer with a Coke. It's like very, yeah, I don't like it. Grease. Sounds like you're going to like loop me up. Do you want the Grease, Max? (laughs) And the darkness, Grease is quite slippery. (laughs) No no Grease. (laughs) Um, This pains me to say this because I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. There's very little that she's in that I don't love. This movie is awful. Yep. From start to finish. Really bad. So the part that I loved about the original Grease was that even though it was a musical and obviously as a result, not realistic, they didn't overdo the fact that it was a musical. There was dialogue, there were interactions. Yeah, the songs were really peppered in. This is literally like... (laughs) <laughs> opening scroll, opening scroll, and we're dancing and dancing. Oh, the bell is ringing. It's our senior year. There's Michelle Pfeiffer, and we're gonna. Da- the whole thing is dancing and singing. The whole damn movie. I'm see how far you can go. With I that. could probably get all the way through it. The story is so boring and bad. Yeah. It's like we're gonna take the things we liked in the first Grease, right? So you got. The, the fish out of water, Sandy. Yeah. Sandy's replaced by Maxwell Caulfield, who's an exchange student or something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> He's new to the school. But Michelle Pfeiffer, that's the that's the Travolta character. Oh, geez, I'm <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, geez. And she is like, she's a whatever, pink lady or yeah. whatever the hell they're called. Yep. And she's like the two cools for school. <laughs> so the whole, I have you seen Grease 2? Yeah. It's okay. Awful. So like you understand the absurdity that they pull this Clark Kent move where just because he's wearing motorcycle <laughs> glasses or like eye protection, she can't tell it's him. She falls in love with this guy who's doing homework for everyone and getting paid for it, which was also really weird. I used to do that. I Did you really? Uh, not, I didn't get paid. I was just. You just did it for people? No, uh, like attractive girls would flirt with me and I'd be like, ah, I blew it. So if I'm not mistaken, when you said I used to do that, that was a total misrepresentation. You did nothing like that. I did homework for people. Okay. Yeah. You're not very smart. What homework? Was this in high school? I just wanted to be near pretty girls. (laughs) You're (laughs) such a weirdo. God. I was a loser. You'd be great in Greece too. I can tell you that. You'd be like, ha, geez, it's Max. Ha, geez. Maxwell Caulfield. Oh, Jesus. All right. So you want to know how bad this movie is? I'll give you some facts about this movie that will make you laugh. (laughs) So the only redeeming quality of this movie is it revitalized bowling in the United States, similar to <laughs> pumping, similar to pumping iron with Arnie, wow, yeah. what he did for gyms. Yeah. Apparently, like bowling was at like an all time low, and then Grease Two came out, and you know the big scene where they're like, yeah, yeah. they're like competitively bowling with each other, which is also weird. But I guess that revitalized the bowling industry well, for good. the I United like States. I like bowling too. So before this is a quote, okay, this is a quote from Maxwell. I think I'm saying his last name is. 
Caulfield. Caulfield? I don't know. It's probably like Holden Caulfield. Something like that, right? But in the movie, he plays Michael, the lead male. And this was his quote. Before Grease 2 came out, I was being hailed as the next Richard Greer or John Travolta. However, when Grease 2 flopped, nobody would touch me. It felt like a bucket of cold water had been thrown in my face. It took me 10 years to get over Grease 2. (laughs) In addition to that, I guess he and Michelle Pfeiffer hated each other, which explains why there was no chemistry. And he also adds that when he like watched her then go on to like Scarface and have this career that it just was like constant kick to the groin every time that this woman that he hated being in this movie with was being successful. Uh, it cost 15 million to make. It made 11 for scale. The original Grease made 130 million versus the plop of 15 million <laughs> yeah, on 11 to make. It's bad. It's yep. a really bad movie. Yep. Musical suck in general. Oh, I disagree with that. Uh, Ma- Mamma Mia is really good. It's okay. The original Grease is really good. Do you watch them often? Would you consider Footloose to be a musical? No. Why not? No one's singing. There's a lot of dancing. That's not a musical. No, there's music when they're <laughs> dancing. <laughs> it's a music video. All right. What about Team America? Would you consider that a musical? That's a puppetry thing. It's a puppet musical. All right, whatever. I'm not going to fight with you. <laughs> How dare you? All right, Max. Grease 2 for me. Mm. Grease is the word, but Grease 2 <laughs> is, is Grease. the turd. Greasy, greasy, greasy. A greasy, greasy, greasy. I'm going to say that to my dog when I go. You should. All right, you're up. What do you got? You're not going to like this. <laughs> you better not take anything I love. No, no. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, here we go. Give me Lucas. Give me Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Yeah. I thought I meant George. Oh, Max. <laughs> what do you think, George? Like, on, I thought you meant George Lucas. I'm like, what are you pulling? I mean, outside of Howard the Duck, what no. are you pulling? Oh, how can you not love Lucas? It's gross. There's bugs all over it. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> And also Charlie Sheen miscast. He's not supposed to be a lovable football dope. Uh, he was lovable. Um, he's not lovable in Cor- anything else. Corey Haim, who was playing a loser, and the he's never what's, her, what's her face from the Goonies? Yeah, oh. uh, God, Kirsty, Kirsty McKirsten, Allen. No, not Kirsty Allen. For God's sake, look it up. Do your Sorry. homework. Carrie Green was good. I don't mind her in this movie, but I don't know. It's just like, so for anyone who hasn't seen it, a socially inept 14-year-old experiences heartbreak for the first time when his two best friends- This is your story. If someone said, what's Max like? I'd be like, socially inept 14-year-old. I didn't join the football team and get rocked and ended up in the hospital. <laughs> you should have. I love the best. Actually, I'll, I'll take it back. See, look. Look, you're laughing and smiling. It was a great movie. No, no. They gave him number 72. <laughs> He's like 100 pounds. It's great. It's great. That's like a, like a long large offensive tackle. Yeah, I know. That's great. No, you know whose number that is? That's the uh, guy from the Bourbon Bowl in uh, Waterboy. The oh, de- really? The de- defensive tackle yeah, guy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. A, you sound like a big choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... It's, so it's weirdly written. It's directed by David Deltzer, who has a really weird career. He wrote The Omen... <laughs> Which is like <laughs> it's totally like Lucas. Uh, the bug part, maybe. Uh, and he wrote and directed Punchline, which is okay. I've never seen Punchline. It's Tom Hanks and Sally Field okay. uh, being comedians. Gotcha. Stand ups. It's go. not bad. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a miscasting. Like Charlie Sheen is not supposed to be like this like heart of gold, nice. No, no high school guy who's like captain of the football team would be friends. I was. I was the captain of the football team. You're friends was, with Lucas? Yes. I actually. Who was your Lucas? I had a bunch name of friends. Name his fr- name. I, I, no, I don't want to be so insulting to a grown man who I'm referring to him as Lucas. But I will tell you, I had a lot of friends in high school that were like kind of goofy underdog, you know, nerd, this badly? nerdy. Well, like no, I didn't have like, 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 I wasn't, I didn't like a special needs no. kid on the football team. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I had friends like that. Okay. I, I think you just have a jaded perspective on high school. No, Jeremy Piven, like his character in this movie, <laughs> that's what they should act like. This was his acting debut, by the way. And Winona Ryder as a kid, like a like an aw shucks kid. I is, thought she was great. I like her as a goth right, teenager. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. fine. 
Uh, why don't we, before I go to my, what are we each down to we're right exactly now? We're exactly half in. Well, I'm, no, I'm we're three. not half. Cause, oh, yeah, you're I'm three, three in? in? Yeah. Let me give you my third and then we'll take a break. Okay. Let me do my first. Why not, why not take a break now? We're exactly half. Uh, you know half. what? Good call. Yeah. Let's take a break. Even. A word from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. My five least favorite things in the world at the very top of that list is buying the wrong house. That's probably why I'm such a huge fan of Dolby and working with Simon because they're not only going to find the best house for you or sell the house that you're in. They're going to make sure they understand who you are. We really want to make sure that every house that you purchase or sell, you're doing it the right way. And Dolby is the top of their game for a reason. Their agents are incredible. Their resources are abundant. And they are definitely the premier real estate agency to work with in the state of Michigan, let alone the entire United States. Wherever you're going, whatever you need them, just call their name. Because sometimes they'll be there. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, Max. (laughs) 400 million in sales in 2021, a thousand homes sold. I can't stress enough how great they're going to treat you. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you and get into your new home or sell the rotting piece of wood that you're in right now so you can find that fantasy home. In the same way that you thought Lucas was going to upset me, this one is going to bother you. Okay. This is the only one on my list outside of Howard the Duck. Spoiler alert. If it's License to Drive, that. I'm going to stab you. No, I lo- are you kidding me? Like, good. I love License to Drive. I was just thinking about like a bad movie. That's no, not a bad movie. I really don't like this movie, and you and I have fought about this before, and you've told me to give it another chance, and we've gone back and forth. Uh, oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Am I going to say Give it, it a chance. Nope. Nothing. Uh, the 1984 sci-fi film Dune. What? Okay, yeah. yeah. I just can't. I, Max, I've tried. It's it's twelve hours long. It's three hours long. It's three long hours. Films in the eighties were never three hours long, and this feels three hours long. So, are you a David Lynch guy? I am. What? What do you like of his? The the thing. Speed. <laughs> you don't like David Lynch? Why would you say yeah? Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Do you like that movie? <laughs> what is with this weird? <laughs> All right, I have to admit, I probably cut half this out, but I'll at least admit <laughs> I went back and looked at every David Lynch film, and you're right, I'm not a huge David Lynch guy. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He was supposed to do Return of the Jedi, which he passed on. For this. For this garbage. Well, and I'm not the only one who feels this way. There's not like a weird Mo take. No, it was a huge bomb. It was like, what, 40 million bucks, and it completely shattered. $40 million budget, it grossed 30. I like Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin, is that how you say his name? Yeah. And Patrick Stewart. and Roger Ebert. Gave Dune one star out of four and wrote, this movie is a real mess. An incomprehensible, ugly, unstructured, pointless excursion (laughs) into the murkier realms of one of the most confusing screenplays of all time. That sums up how I feel about Dune. How do you like the new Dune? Did you see it? No, you begged me to go see it. And my disdain for the first Dune makes it hard for me to even be interested in seeing the new one, even though I love Batista and all the other people that are in the new Dune. The whole block like technology stuff of like the stuff around them. The alien that looks like anatomy. You know me. I can sit through garbage. And like I sat through Dune. I I fell asleep the first two times I tried to watch it. Well, it's slow-paced, uncomfortable garbage. I don't, I don't like it. I don't okay. like Dune. I love sci-fi movies. You don't want I, the spice? I love Sting. The spice. Sting is... I, I do love the spice. <laughs> there, there are elements of Dune yeah. that I watch. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But there's... It, the, the whole story is like... The worms? The, the takes are so slow, and it's like long pause. And don't say... I mean, Game of Thrones, the best seasons of Game of Thrones yeah. were very slow like that, yeah. and I loved them. So I don't mind a slow-developing movie or show. Dune is just crap to me. I just... I couldn't get into it, Max. And I love sci-fi. It's not like I have an aversion to that, right? Some of my favorite movies, how many times have we talked about Crawl? 
Yeah. I can watch people. People hate crawl. I can watch crawl, crawl, Willow. Uh, I will begrudgingly accept your anti-Lynch take. He's not for everybody. Although interestingly it enough, takes a certain sophistication. I, I think it. I think he could have been great for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it would have been really. I, no, it would have been weird. Uh, th- but I would have I would have been okay with that. Vader's because, face would have been like made of snakes, right? And with like maggots on him, like yeah. Hellraiser would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. get him off of me. We are now both three in. Yep, and we're ready to go to our final two of our five. And you're up. What do you have for your second to worst out of your top five? So this hurts a little bit because this is the '80s actor. This is probably the most acclaimed guy of the decade when it comes to acting. But this is his one bomb, and which is incredible to see how many movies he did. And this is the one where you're just like, the Mosquito Coast. Really? Yeah. I see. I like the Mosquito Coast because you're a know-it-all alpha dad who like. <laughs> takes his family on whatever you want to do and like there's no the talking back. I love any, like, I, you'd be like you, you could literally be like last starfighter I'd be like I love that movie like it's because you're a video game playing save the planet fly the jet guy like what the, what kind of explanation is that like yeah I can associate well, no, this one you lean into Harrison Ford pretty badly I well there isn't anything that Harrison Ford is in that I don't like I've never seen anything he's in that I don't at least like a little bit oh come on that's not true yeah the, it is Indiana Jones 4 yeah I could still appreciate the Harrison Crystal Ford. In it. I don't, I'm not a big Shia LeBois <laughs> fan, but like I do like Harrison Ford in that movie. He's had some stinkers lately. I'm not saying that he's had all but great you can appreciate movies. I can it always and... appreciate when Harrison Ford acts. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm but, there. But this is his most. So I love this. This is his favorite performance of his career. And it's because it's just like a me centric. I am going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. Helen Mirren is like one of the most accomplished actors of our lifetime. She plays his wife. Mm-hmm. We don't even know her name. Her name's Mother. Yeah. Through the whole through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how arrogant is. Ruby. The only good thing that happened from this movie is his son in the movie is River Phoenix, and that's what made him realize that he should play the young Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah. In Last Crusade. Which God, if he had not died, that would have been so amazing because he would have had a whole series. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been incredible. On that. Yeah. yeah. So an inventor spurns his city life and moves his family into the jungles of Central America to make a utopia he's like if dr house was right one out of 38 times you know he's like he's just brilliant enough that they're allowing him to do all the shit what bothers is it the story that bothers you is the acting like what is it that really bothers you about this movie that it's this poor family that's kind of along for the ride but isn't it isn't it kind of interesting like you've bought into the story into the acting so you almost don't like it because of the story like you know what i mean I don't like when so he's seen as kind of like a martyr hero. Do you do you view the performances provided in this movie as being bad? I do with Harrison Ford. It's okay. o- it's over the top, okay. and that's critics at the time said this is like way over the top Got and it. shouldn't have been you know what it was. Okay, and I guess Jack Nicholson was supposed to play the role, but they were f- filming in Belize and he couldn't watch his Laker game, so he said no. Well, and that's interesting because if the criticism is he's over the top, Jack Nicholson is built for over the top performances. Yeah, Harrison's a little bit cooler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. A little bit more. All right. I don't know. Maybe just being mean to your family the whole time bothers that's me too. Right. I'm, I'm... So bad plot choice. All right. Yeah. Bad plotting. There you go. And he like murders someone at the hey, end. Hey, hey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you done? Yeah. But it was directed by someone I actually really respect. Well, there you go. <laughs> Peter Weir did Dead Poet Society. Oh. And, and Master and Commander and Truman Show. Oh, Truman. I love the Truman Show. Truman Show should have won the Oscar. I know. Yeah. Pe- people hate Jim Carrey. I'm telling you, there's this hatred towards him that, that, that anything he's involved in, he never gets his just due. I mean, he's so interesting. He should have won an Oscar for that movie. He yeah. was incredible. He's in that so movie. blowhardy and not a weird way. It's, it's who he is. Do you know what I mean? He just does these rants where like he'll talk to you for 45 minutes. Most comedians that are like him. No one's like him. No, but most that are even close to being like him. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Chris Farley. Imagine what he'd be doing in his career right now. Yeah. Right. Like John Candy. I mean, the, the I'm, and I don't, when I say like him, obviously Jim Carrey is different in the, in the sense of. 
his performance. Mm. But I mean, like, there are a few actors and actresses that they have a gravitational pull that's just incredible. And he's one of them. But most of them, they're like supernovas. They burn out. Yeah, And, and they disappear. So. I read his book where him and Nick Cage fight aliens. It's weird. That's... Sounds pretty weird. Yeah. All right. Max. Uh, and there's a CGI uh, hippopotamus. Okay. Rodney Thank Dangerfield. We're, we're good. What? We're good. You're okay. good. Uh, <laughs> you're going down the path. <laughs> this one's going to surprise you. Uh, this is, of all my picks, this is going to be the one that shocks you. Rocky Four. <laughs> if Rocky Five was in the 80s, it would replace Howard the Duck. Yeah. I'm so glad that's in the 90s. Yeah. It's, it's not a good movie. <laughs> Tommy Gunn. Give me the 1989 film... The Karate Kid Part 3. That was going to be in mine. Oh, was it? But yeah. there was ones I hated more. Yeah. And also with the Cobra Kai stuff. That's where I struggled. Because Terry coming back. And he's great when yeah. they brought him back. But he's insane in this movie. He's totally insane. <laughs> um, but I got to tell you something. This movie is awful. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is an example of characters I love so much that I'm willing to ignore how awful it is. This is the problem I've run into with everything from Caddyshack to the Police Academy movies to all these things where I'm so vested in the story and I'm so vested in the characters that I totally allow like Mission Miami Beach or a city under siege to like slide <laughs> into Moscow. Yeah, or whatever it is. Miami, they're all terrible, but I love them. Like yeah. I, I love them. The Karate Kid 3, let, let me let me start with saying this. Okay. When I dug a little deep into this movie and I found out what this movie was supposed to be, it makes me hate this movie even more. What was it supposed to be? Because if they had gone with the original concept, The Karate Kid 3 would have been the single greatest film ever made in the 80s. Was it like Miyagi's son or something? Are you, are you ready for this? Yep. I'm going to read you some things that are going to absolutely blow your mind okay. about The Karate Kid 3. So first of all, ostracized villain John Kreese, who you up to this point don't even know he's part of the picture anymore because in Karate Kid 2, he punches a few glass windows out and he's done. Yep. Attempts to gain revenge on Daniel and Miyagi with the help of Vietnam War comrade and wealthy owner of a toxic waste disposal business, Terry Silver. Yep. <laughs> Great name. Who is amazing in Cobra Kai. <laughs> he's my favorite in Cobra Kai. Like, I, I love him. I, him in the jacuzzi with the with the phone, just like everything. Yeah. Everything about Cobra Kai is great. All the writers and directors and everybody were back on this. But let me tell you what they were thinking. Writer Robert Mark Kamen, who went on to make Transporter, the Taken movies. We've oh, talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before. He wanted the third installment. This is his quote. To be a Hong Kong flying people movie, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That I don't want hold, that. Hold, hold, hold. <laughs> There's more. He envisioned it taking place in 16th century China. As he described it to Sports Illustrated, a girl in a fever dream would wake up in a boat in the South China Sea. She's with Mr. Miyagi, and they come to a village, and they get into flying kung fu battles. That's a little bit weird. That's a little bit weird. Let me tell you how that got cleaned up and yep. the story that came from that. Okay. I don't like that. Do you remember when Miyagi said that his ancestor, remember when they asked, like, how'd you get to Okinawa? My how father did, and all that you stuff. No, remember he said that his ancestor was a fisherman who woke up from too much sake and too much sun on a beach in China in Okinawa. Yes. Okay, so you remember that. The idea behind this would be that he wanted Miyagi and Daniel to travel back in time and peer through the foliage to the adventures of his ancestors. So Pat Morita would play the original Mr. Miyagi and they'd have Kreese as a pirate or whatever. It was a time travel movie. You can't. So none of none of whatever happened after this, like the Cobra Kai love, it would never happen. Max, Max, <laughs> no. can you imagine this movie? No. This would have been the great. Instead, they're like, let's have a platonic relationship with a girl. That is bonsai, weird. Bonsai trees and whatever that stuff is, the meditation stuff that people do outside with like the, Peyote? the breathing. <laughs> Peyote. What's it called? The You know, when people are outside doing kendo, you like drive by a martial arts place and they're all outside and it looks like they're meditating and breathing you drive by many of those happen? all the time <laughs> there's dojos all over my neighborhood it's incredible 
I hate you so much. A lot of strip malls? A lot of strip malls. <laughs> Cobra Kai's taking over the valley. Gotta, I'm going to put my foot down on that. But that was the replacement story. Instead of this amazing time travel story. You just want to see Bill and Ted, basically. No, but this, I mean, look, this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Secret of the Ooze. No, no, no. That's, not, two. that's two. But three was the time travel one. Yep. That's the, that they stole this. Well, they're, they're. I have nothing to prove that, by the way. That's, <laughs> okay. that's just me saying it. I will tell you also, do you know who else hated this movie? No. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. He well, hated this well, movie. Well, it, it ended his reign, right? He was never in another one until Cobra Kai. I think his quote was, all they did was make the first one over again without any of the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Terry is awesome, though. Avildsen is the director, I think. is. I'm butchering his name. He called The Karate Kid 3 a horrible movie and a poor Im- imitation of the first one as well. Yeah. None of them have too many good things to say about Karate Kid 3. I agree. I concur. I wouldn't have as much of a problem. So here's where they got it right. The part they got it right on is I love the idea of uh, Terry, not Foster, <laughs> Terry, whatever, Silver. Silver, making LaRusso a maniac yeah. and like breaking people's noses. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of that. <laughs> That's the only part of the movie that I can even partially tolerate. When he's like working on the board, like the uh, like ninja guy. And I didn't. And you know, I understand. Like they made this big point about like, well, in every movie he's had a love interest. In the first one, it was Allie. In the second one, it was the girl from Okinawa. Yeah, but you don't like platonically do it. No, it was stupid. Although I love how they brought her into Cobra Kai. Spoiler alert: it's his wife's cousin, and and that that makes me excited. But. (laughs) The rest of it's got garbage, hot garbage. Okay, I, I concur. All right, Max, uh, we're down to your least favorite one ever. Yep. All right, what do you got? Number one, number the, one on your hearts, number two in your soul, number, I don't even know. Give me what you got. This was the worst movie I've seen in the 80s. <laughs> it's a bold statement. Dream a little dream. Max, how can you say that? <laughs> it's garbage. It's amazing. So there's meditation, there's soul travel, there's it's like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Yeah, in the throngs of drug addiction and like the worst, like every comment on this dream is like. Dream a little dream of you. They look like they're melting. Like you look at them, <laughs> you like seeing their downfall. It's like watching Lindsay Lohan. Like, late What's 2000s. the name of the girl who is the female lead in this? Uh, oh. She is beautiful. I can't think of her name right now. It's though. Lainey Diamond is the character yeah. and it's played by oh, Meredith Lainey, Salinger. Right, yeah. Do you know who's going to be the main role of that? Who? Jennifer Conley, but they couldn't oh, get her price. Man. Yeah. She would have been good too. Yeah, this movie... It's like Freddy Krueger without any of this. No, it's stuff. great, dude. It's Feldman doing his Michael Jackson, and then they have the like. So upbeat. that's not part of the script. That was him just being like, <laughs> you "I don't, love Michael you Jackson." Don't, you don't say. Yeah. You didn't have to tell me it wasn't part of the script. <laughs> I know my Feldman. He he'll do. Have you, by the way? I got to take a quick break from this. He's on like the the Today Show yeah, with his new band, and yeah. there's like angels behind him in the band. Do you see he's selling uh, the Stand by Me ear you can put on for Halloween? No, that's amazing. Yeah, because him and uh, Jerry O'Connell. You know, as a show. Yeah. They sang Stand By Me Together. Oh, that's amazing. It was kind of awesome. Yeah. He's he's weird and he's... there's he's, some. I love him. There's something about him because there are... I mean, he was kind of one of the first people to speak up about being abused and yeah, like having yeah, yeah. a bad childhood with the stuff. It's like he's turned the corner of like the sad 2000s, Corey, and it's like kind of back to this weird place where you're kind of rooting for him now. I, I'll say this. Right? You can't, you can't love 80s movies without tipping your hat to Feldman. No, you can't. It's impossible. He's, and that's why it's stunning to me. I understand that you don't like Dream a Little Dream. Yeah. But can't you at least appreciate that it exists? There only exists six movies with Feldman and Heyman in them yeah, all, so, all time. So is Dream a Little Dream 2. Did you enjoy that one? Did you, did <laughs> were you they know both that in existed? two? So in 1995. Oh, were they both in it? Yeah. 
I need to watch it. I can't tell you if I like it yet. I Can I read you the plot synopsis? Ready? Please, please. The mundane lives in it. I can't believe I didn't know this existed. And they're both in it? Yep. Oh. Dinger and Bobby's adventures start when a pair of magical sunglasses arrive at the door. Sure. Their mundane lives in LA get crazy. They've got thugs on their trail who want their valuable pair for themselves. Under hot pursuit, it's one crazy antic after another as a wholesome twosome scrambled to their hot commodity out of the wrong hands. You're you can't read. I read stuff. You miss critical words and sentences when you're trying to read. You're, you're, you're great talking. Yeah. I mean, you're fine talking. Yeah. I shouldn't say you're great. You're like mediocre, <laughs> mediocre talking. Yeah. But when you read, you just like effortlessly skip and change words. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> all right. Dream a little dream. Uh, it's just watching them in their sad state of affairs. Hey, like it's all right, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. Because I mean, you, you want to know why it's all right? Why? Because my least favorite movie of the eighties, Max. Is Howard the freaking duck? Yeah. Wait. Oh, one quote first. No, you don't get your quote. I've already moved on to Howard the duck. Roger Ebert said that no movie featuring Harry Dean Stanton. Not only can you not do the quote because you can't read it, Harry but I've already Dean started Stanton talking about could all be bad. After this seeing this film, he had made the exception. After them him seeing the film, you got me all nervous. No, you're doing great. Can I talk about the garbage that yes. is Howard the duck now? Fine. You should have just let me move on, but you had to go back and say that one quote that you couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll adapt to reading. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for I is good. Remember, remember the remember he took the pill. chicken with pants. Remember he took the pill, the placebo pill. Yeah. He's smarter. And he's like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> and they show the video. They're like, here he is doing math, and he's like, yes, yes, equals square where the cats will be. <laughs> and he has the accent. Oh, I've I've invented something that will change the world. Now cats can talk to spiders. spiders. God, man. Why aren't we doing a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast? Because they're doing a pretty good job themselves. They really are. Yeah. They're really great. If you listen to their podcast, it's I, great. It's, it's awesome. They talk about like being slidey in chairs. Yeah. It makes me laugh. I they're like it. This chair's really slidey. I like it a, I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right, Max. Howard the Duck. Yeah. I mean, what do I need to say? We've done an episode talking about it. It's the Duck worst It's the, it's the worst film ever made. <laughs> I tried desperately to go back and watch it. 1986, directed by Willard, not, not, not Mallard. <laughs> Willard Hoik, uh, and executive produced, of course, by our friend George Lucas, yes. starring Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, and Tim Robbins. First Marvel movie ever. First Marvel movie ever. Uh, Max, a sarcastic humanoid duck is pulled from his home world to Earth, where he must stop an alien invasion with the help of a nerdy scientist and a struggling female rock singer. Filzy. <laughs> Tim Robbins. Leah Thompson singing. There's nothing about this movie that's good. So first of all, they drum up chemistry between an animatronic duck. He's not animatronic, I guess. I don't even know. So you'll admit there's chemistry, though. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. So th so that's a feat in itself. Yeah, it's two webbed feet, if you yeah. will. <laughs> it's just weird. The story's weird. Leah Thompson knows the duck for 15 minutes, and Alice on their best friends. Well, he saves her. The the only saving grace of this whole movie is Jeffrey Jones. He's hilarious in this. He is. As the duck overlord. <laughs> Sticking over my body. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Um, I, I just everything about it sucks. The budget is is inflated considering the special effects look like crap. I like the Dark Overlord at the end. Was you scary. only like this movie because they show full frontal duck nudity. That's the only reason you like this. <laughs> That's movie. not the only reason. It's the main and, reason. And, and, and yeah, and the second biggest reason is that he works at some like seedy hot tub place <laughs> where he cleans out like rent by the hour hot tubs. That's that excites you. My dream job. That's true. you basically are working <laughs> at a rent by the hour hot tub. I'm place. working at the place you go to before you go to that place. <laughs> the place that. Helps you make that decision. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, one. There's one in Harbor. It's called I, Oasis. I bet. I bet. Have there you is. been? No, Max. Not my thing. No. Just not my thing. 
Not judging you. I sound like you've been there and I don't want to hear about it. So Yeasty. that's great. Oh, God bless America. It's great. I don't even want to talk about Howard the yeah, Duck. That's we good. should all just know that it's the worst film ever made. It took a bath at the box office considering how much it was money it, was spent on it. It ended George Lucas's career in anything Star Wars. Right. Outside of it. I mean. Well, another part too that's really sad is that it had all the makings of what could have been something incredible. I just don't, in reading about this, when we did your Howard the Duck episode, it just seemed like there were a lot of people that didn't fully understand what they wanted this movie to be so they tried to make it a bunch of different things they tried to make it too funny but then they also tried to make it a kids movie Action pieces. and then they try yeah so like i think they should just leaned heavy into it being like pg-13 or r i actually if they'd made it r think you could have had something you, you could have really leaned into the adult topic and and it would have been uh, uh deadpool? deadpool before there was deadpool you think they should have done an animated duck yeah. like a kind of who framed roger rabbit beforehand oh I don't, maybe, I mean, I, yeah, may, I'm, not, or, I'm asking. Or, or I wouldn't have even been against doing the entire movie as animation. Yeah. Um, but what they did instead, I just, it was bad, Max. It it's was funky. really bad. It's not funky. It's bad. That, you, you said you respect this movie because you like when anyone's willing to take risks. Yeah. This was a risk. Yeah. And it didn't pay out. And they didn't, I, I think you're arguing that they, they didn't mean to take the risks. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I think what happened is sometimes too many when, cooks. Yeah, too many cooks, too <laughs> many cooks. I think sometimes when you get a name attached to something like Lucas or Spielberg or um, Nolan, sometimes the name becomes so big that the normal, hey, I don't know, this is a good idea, comments disappear because you're like, well, if, it's Lu the, if Lucas says this is it's good, the I'm Keith Hernandez kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think they needed someone in the room. There's no grown up in the room saying, hey, just a heads up, this looks like crap, and we need to think about what we're doing right now. <laughs> Yeah. Instead, they're like, oh, rah, 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 rah. quack, quack, quack. More quack. ducks. <laughs> and I already told you, how many duck puns? Didn't I say that in the entire movie that like there was something like 80? No, there was like 86 duck puns. Yeah, you're right. It was incredible. Yeah. So there you go. Max, that takes us to our conclusion of our top five crappiest movies ever. Could you please list yours for me again from least crappy to crappiest? I had Hellraiser 2 for personal reasons. I had Bright Lights, Big City. Followed by the critical bomb Lucas, which you like for some reason, the Mosquito Coast, and Dream a Little Dream. And I started off with Teen Wolf 2, then I went to Grease 2, and then I went to Dune, and then I went to Karate Kid 3, and I wrapped it up with the all-time quack stinker, Howard the Duck. And Max, with that, let's head on over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Zach Sebuar, fan of the show. Just great dude. Great dude all around, always communicating, always Super giving positive. us feedback. Yeah, he's one of our one of our big fans, and we always love hearing from him. We reached out and said, what is your absolute garbage least favorite film of the 1980s? I am curious to see what he came up with. Why don't we kick it over to Zach and see what he has to say? All right, guys. The worst movie that I can say is probably Troll. It was made in 1986. Basically, a wicked like a 4.5 out of 10. The budget was like $1,100,000, and how, love God, how it got $4.5 million out of box office, you got me. But pretty much it was directed by John Carl Bueller, or Buckler, and it's basically set in San Francisco. A family moves into an apartment, and Harry and his wife, they're like bringing packages up to the apartment, and Harry Jr. and Wendy basically, you know, they wander off, and Wendy goes to like the, the downstairs laundry room, meets the troll king, Turok, or Turok or something, and pretty much he like transforms himself into the, like the daughter, and mischievously he's running around transforming people into trolls so he can turn to the apartment into his troll kingdom. And Harry Jr. is like, like looking at his sister, like what's going on here and ends up finding this witch that's in the apartment. And it's like, 
like the witch, I guess, is like that, the, like the troll's ex, and he's trying to turn back into like this like human being. But it's just this whole the crappiness of like the 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 costumes are horrible. The the storyline was bad. I mean, it's a B-rated horror. It's fantasy, witch culty slash feature creature. I mean, it wasn't really something that I would take the time to watch. But, I mean, if there's something you want to watch just kind of kill some time, definitely something to go forth to. But, again, like I said, you're just going through this adventure, following this mischievous troll, trying to turn this apartment into a troll kingdom. And it's like, okay, like, that's it. That's what I'm watching here. And uh, following up to the next movie's patrol is sort of where that's going. But, uh, yeah, definitely not the movie I would definitely take the time to watch again. But worst movie I can say. I only take issue with his selection for one reason. Have you seen Troll? It's Noah Hathaway, right? Yes. Noah Hathaway, Atreyu from The NeverEnding Story, is, Harry in, Potter. is in this movie. G- Harry Potter. That's his name in the show, in the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, He's the original Harry Potter. Potter. Uh, do you know who else is in this movie? Julia Louis Dreyfus. I don't know who that is, so, but uh, Ju- Julia from- Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Is that her? <laughs> Louis. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> yes, she's in this as well. Do you know who else is in this? Ooh. I'll give you a clue. You ready? Yeah. Bum bum. Lenny Brasco? No, Briscoe. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Donnie Brasco, <laughs> Lenny Briscoe, Julia Leon. Uh, Michael Moriarty. Who is that? Law and Order. Which one is he? District Attorney Stone. Oh, He's okay. like the OG. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I gave you bum 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 <laughs> yeah. bum bum bum. <laughs> Do the Ted thing. We're going to solve some. Oh, crimes. that's why we're singing. Bow, yeah, yeah, bow, yeah. Bow, bow, bow. So, yeah, Troll is bad. Yeah. But I mean, it's got some good actors and actresses in it. But I mean, yeah. It it's, is it's, stinky. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. I think if I could go back and do this episode again. You could turn back time. Yeah. If I could turn, turn back, back time, time when. <laughs> I love Cher. If I could turn back time, if I could go back for a moment, I think a change I would have made is I would have made it so we were not allowed to pick any horror films because I think the nature of horror films in the 80s is much more of a high probability of hit or miss than like standard flare films. Yeah. We only picked one. Yeah. Hellraiser. And then he picked Troll. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Well, there you go. Max, I have nothing more to add to this episode. uh, And I'm excited as we begin our new century of episodes. 101. 100 years, Rick and Morty. What is it? Bacardi? One? No, it's 151. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get to 151 before that. <laughs> there's Wild Turkey 101. There is. There's a lot of... Uh, what else is 101? Uh, Dalmatians. The Riff. 101.1. Is <laughs> that right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Drew and Mike. All right. Anyways, Max, uh, <laughs> as I waste more time, pleasure having you on the show as always. And please, if you have not, make sure you subscribe, follow us, leave a review, check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Uh, holidays are right around the corner. If you want to buy the gift that keeps on giving, tell you what, Clark jam of the month club sure <laughs> yeah. but additionally head on over to our store at buzzinthetower.com and grab some officially licensed merchandise patreon.com slash tower. if you know max or i that's all we want for the holidays is your money it's true we don't want a card we don't want nope. a gift just uh throw cash at us so we can dance because no. we are monkeys and you're the organ grinder when i get married there's gonna be no registry that's just a giant like <laughs> old <you>. old school <laughs> no that's funny i mean like an old school white bag with a dollar like sign balance, on it yeah. the, like the, the thieves used yeah. to take from the bank yeah, yeah that's great Max. classy classy act as always <laughs> that being said, I have nothing else to add. I have nothing else to say. How do you want to end this episode of Garbage? Um, you see, Mo, I like it here. It's well, it's dreamy, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> Poetry I'll, in motion. I'll see your dream a little dream, and I'll raise you. A man can't stand, can't fight. A man can't breathe, he can't fight. A man can't see, he can't fight. Sweep the leg, Max! <laughs> Goodbye. You're still here?
It's over. Go home. Go.